Hello and welcome to The Graduate Teacher, a podcast for early career teachers by an early career teacher. My name is Chloe and I am a second year year three teacher in South Australia and I welcome you all here today. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, In this episode, I'm pretty much going to start unpacking um, some areas of the curriculum and some of the programs in my unit plans. So over the, it's kind of going to be a little bit of a a mini series over the next few episodes that I'm kind of going to choose one program, one area, one subject and kind of unpack that and how that looks in my classroom, kind of reflect on it, look about the things that are working, things that aren't working and um, kind of share that all with you and kind of learn from it, a little bit of a learning experience. So pretty much where we left off was I had um, started back face-to-face. It's the first two weeks back of those face-to-face. So pretty much that's gotten us to week, the start of week five. And for us in my actual planning, that is only week three. So it's already, <laughs> already this year has been a little bit of a, um, a mind-boggling situation where I have um, kind of uh, two hats going on where I have the school is in week five because pretty much half the school has been um, face-to-face from the very first day. Um, and then my classroom, we've just gone, okay, we're back face-to-face, but we're even though it's week, start of week three, we're treating it like it's week one. Um, so that's been kind of like a bit of a, a tricky sense to kind of have in my head. And there have been a lot of changes that I've had to make to my planning just to um, alleviate some stress, but also make sure that there's plenty of opportunities to explore everything else in a deep, in a deep way. And it meant that I had to chop and cut and change and all the things that you have to do as a teacher constantly being flexible and adaptive. Um, so in this episode today, I'm going to talk to you about my um, reading program. And reading is a, um, as you know from previous episode, is a huge focus for my school at the moment. A, a massive focus and we've had um, many different PDs and we're continuing to have lots of PDs throughout the year about how to best approach reading in the classroom, pedagogies and all those sorts of things. Um, so, um, so I'm going to give you a bit of a rundown about how that kind of looks in my in my classroom. And actually this coming Monday, so tomorrow, I have a meeting with my principal and leader of learning about my reading program. And they're doing that with every single teacher. And it's kind of like a reflective conversation to have a look about what we are doing, what's working well, what we've noticed and what we might make changes to in the future, which is really great that we're actually being given time and uh, we're have, making time to have those um collaborative reflective experiences. So with my reading program, I've kind of meshed a few different things. So the PDE that we have been um, doing kind of unpacks a the structure of reading that we ideally should be following based on um, research and data. 
Um, and then also they've started to unpack some of the strategies that we could be um, and suggest that we use within the reading programs. So pretty much the, the structure of it is a 10-minute mini lesson at the start looking at the strategy, um, explicit teaching and modeling of that strategy. And then it's 30 minutes of application to their own reading and then at the end it's about five or ten minutes of kind of like sharing and unpacking. Now what I've kind of noticed with that structure is my kids being that they're year three, that 30 minutes of application time is a bit too long for them at the moment. I have noticed that um, pretty much even 20 minutes is a bit of a stretch. Um, towards that end of that 20 minutes, that's when they start to get a bit, be a little bit wriggly, entering a bit more of the yellow zone. They're ready to kind of get up, move and um, have a bit of a, a, a break and a reset. So in um, taking that from that, that observation, pretty much when I start to plan my reading for the next term is I'm going to be um, shortening that. So it's 20 minutes. I'm going to have 20 minutes of application time. And then as I am going to be watching them as that they start to show that they're getting comfortable with that amount of time, then I might start increasing it by um, maybe two minutes increments um, until eventually we might by the end of the year or term three get um, towards a more of a, a 30 minute stretch of time. And being that they are young, I can't really assume, I can't really expect that they can work for such long periods of time because they are little, they are, their minds are still growing, they're still learning how to regulate and um, they're little bodies who want to be active and playing and being involved in those sorts of ways. So that's kind of that reflection on the structure. 10 minutes is great. I'm still working on making that 10 minutes. And the last few weeks have been really great. Actually, I've been very conscious on keeping that to that time limit limit in like all of my teaching areas and making that teacher talk minimal. Um, and that's definitely an area for me that I've been, I know that I've needed to work on for quite some time. So that's slowly getting better, which is great. And then that actually gives us that 10 minutes and then 20 minutes that gives us a fair amount of time to do a little bit of sharing, but then have a come back together and unpack it and create some kind of anchor charts. So let's go through um, step, step by step. So I do, I kind of implement the cafe program within my classroom, which I think is a really great reading program. So CAFE stands for Comprehension, Accuracy, Fluency and Expanding Vocabulary. And what we do is th for our week, we have a mentor text. So we have the one reading that we look at during our mini lesson and I use to t explicitly teach and model the strategy for that, for that day. And each day is a different um, strategy um, different goal reading goal area for reading and it will be a different strategy but it's all applied to the one text and our text our text genre links to what we're doing in writing so because we're looking at persuasive writing 
all the mentor texts that we're looking at are persuasive texts. And that's great because we have had conversations about how um, there are writing elements um, in, in our reading and our um, reading strategies in our writing. So then, um, so for example, on Mondays we do comprehension and I start out every lesson and we go, okay, so what is our reading strategy, our reading goal for today? And they all blurt out comprehension. And then I ask them, what does that mean? And at first it's like crickets. It's, it's dead silence. They're like, uh. Um, but now they're able to tell me and they blurt out, I understand what I read. And just having that is amazing. Just seeing that how much of um, how much that is just starting to sink in now is great, especially now that I've started to do reading conferences with them. So then we link that whole idea to our term learning intention, and that is looking at um, developing our comprehension so we understand understand literal meaning and we unpack what literal meaning is and we have a little bit of a tiny it's like two minutes talk about how our lesson learning intention helps us achieve that term learning intention and it's all about pointing to the wall where that is at and the board about where that at and then we go through the success criteria and what I do is the success success criteria is pretty much step-by-step steps about how to do the strategy And I incorporate movement-based learning in this by teaching them Auslan language. So it might be, um, for example, um, back up and read. It would be, I can stop um, and reread the the sentence. And each each little step has its own um, Auslan language signs that we kind of implement and at at they love it they they love doing it um and it's gotten to the point now where I will not even be doing that with that's part of the lesson where I'm actually we're doing like mirrors up and they repeat mirrors up and then I do the the success criteria with the actions and then they repeat it. It's like a mirror and then we do mirrors down, mirrors down and that means that they stop copying me. So even when we're not doing that and I'm talking about the strategy, they will do their the sign language for it or maybe I ask them a question about that strategy or what we've been learning and it's a bit blank and they're a bit lost. So when I start doing the actions, then it triggers um, that part of their brain and they can then um, give me the answer to the question I've asked. Or even even throughout the whole day, if I start saying words that they know, they'll start doing like the action like makes sense and it's and they do it and it's amazing to see how like how much that is starting to then like assimilate into their brains. It's awesome how much learning they're getting from that. So after we look at the learning attention and success criteria, then I teach the strategy and that's very short. Um, I pretty much, we that's what the success criteria, I um, kind of unpack that and then I 
use the mentor text. I read that aloud to them and I model how to use the strategy a couple times. And we kind of talk about and unpack and I ask them questions throughout about what did I do differently um, and what did I just do then or what could I have done there? And sometimes it's we talk about multiple different strategies as well as the main strategy. So then after that 10 minutes, I send them off to do some read to self and they get their book stacks out. So it's pretty much like a magazine file with um, five books in it and it's a range of different books. They have to have a reader in it, a novel, a picture book and then two free free choice. And at the start of the year, we unpack why we have a book stack, why we have different kind of text in our book stack and how that um, when depending on how we're feeling in that moment impacts on what we want to read at the time. So, for example, if you're really tired, we don't really want to be reading a big novel. Sometimes we're just in the mood to read a picture book and that's okay. So, that's why we have the book stack next to us every time so that when we're maybe not, we're noticing that this text isn't the right text for us at the moment, we can swap it over easily and efficiently. But also, if we're reading that text and we're done, we can just pick up the next book really quickly. So they grab their book stacks and they find a spot around the room Um, and it's recently that I've started to be really explicit about finding our own spot away from other people because what I was noticing is that we had lots of kids um, chatting and having conversations throughout um, and it would be the same kids every time. So um, this is just kind of like that solution for that for now. Um. And so they find their own spot and they get straight into reading. And we had um, at the start of the year, we talked about um, good reading good reading habits, what it looks like when we're in this lesson. It means we get it out, pick a book straight away, a good fit text and that all, all that sort of stuff. So then they read to themselves practicing that strategy. And sometimes they um, sticky note the pages where they're using that strategy. Sometimes they're writing in their book club books um, and They do that for that 20 minutes and then we come together for a sharing circle or sometimes they get up into pairs or small groups of three or four. And then during that share time is where they share their experiences using the strategy, what they noticed, what they thought worked well, that sort of stuff. And then we, if we're gone up in partners, we come all back together and we create an anchor chart to put up on our reading wall to refer back to later. And I talk about how this wall was really important because I don't expect them. Um, and I say, I don't expect you guys to um, know this every single time from now on, just because we taught it once, we learned it once. So anytime that you're doing reading and you need um, help trying to figure out a word or you're figuring finding that I'm reading the words but I'm not really understanding you can look at this wall and this tells us step by step what we need to do in order to do that strategy and it's kind of like a strategy wall for us and I talk about how it's important that we co-construct this together um, so that we are demonstrating our learning um, and then you guys can it's the language you guys are using um, and it's easy for them to to then decode later. So that is pretty much the structure of that. Um, 
And that was an example for like comprehension. And then we do pretty much the same thing for every other day, but it's just a different area of reading. So then we have accuracy, which is I can read the words and we follow the same structure, but it's just different different strategies in order for us to decode words that we don't know and things like that. And then we have fluency on Thursdays. So we do Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. And then on Thursdays is fluency where we look at, I can read accurately with expression and understand what I read. Um, and that is my favorite reading day of the week. It's always Thursday. It's always fluency. It's just so much fun to teach and they have so much fun doing it. So this is pretty much, this is about um, how like reading fluently, smoothly with expression and still un, still being able to understand what we're reading. So at the moment, we've been learning about punctuation and how that, um, how we can use punctuation to change our phrasing and our prodigy. And prodigy is just all about um, the way that we're speaking. So it's like volume, pitch, speed, um, that sort of stuff. Um, so we've looked at full stops, commas, and most recently, question marks. So the same, we do the same structure. So I have a... 10 minute mini lesson where we look, I teach them, we do um, the sign language, then I model that and we, I ask them questions about what they hear differently about the way that I've spoken it and then we link that to the success criteria and the different steps for the strategy. So for example, with um, full stops, we know that I need, we need to stop when we see a full stop and lower our pitch off like when we see a full stop. And then they go off and practice that. So they go off into their read to self and they get um, a story, a book of any any sort that they're interested in and they pick three sentences and they reread these three sentences over and over and over again for that time period and they have whisper phones with them that they talk into. And these are great because it makes them – um, pay attention to how they sound. Um, and it's a lot like speaking into a microphone with heads on, headphones on or when you uh, like cover your ears or like you're talking into one of those cans um, telephones. It's a similar idea is that it just um, kind of emphasize, it creates a channel so that you can hear very clearly what you sound like and it helps address um, pronunciation of words and sounds um, and it helps them realize what they actually sound like when they're reading aloud and they can practice what it's meant to sound like when they are used when they're meant to be how they're meant to be speaking aloud in an engaging way to make it interesting to listen to so they practice that using the whisper phones and I I, I teach them the punctuation but now because we've looked at three different punctuations, I say, I really would like you to practice this question. Find, so find sentences with question marks. But also you guys know about um, full stops and about commas. So you're also going to practice addressing those as well. And it's kind of like a increasing skill so that they're always practicing um, their skills and just kind of adding on to that. So they do that and then they get together in pairs and they read those sentences to each other and they take turns reading out loud to each other, that shared experience, and they give each other feedback. 
And that feedback is focused on what we've learned so far in terms of how to read fluently. Um, and they use the success criteria on the on the screen. But they also, what I'm going to do is introduce them to, um, I haven't done that because this is all fairly new for them still. And they're little cards, feedback sheet cards that kind of give them ideas about what they, um, strengths and areas for improvement when we're reading fluently. So they give each other good feedback and they're starting to get the hang of it. And it's really exciting at first. It's hard because it's a new concept for them to give each other feedback. Um, and it's very much, oh, you read good. Well done. Um, and I'm very conscious about being clear about what kind of words that I'm looking for and that we should be looking at the success criteria because that's it tells us how we are, how we should be meeting the learning intention and being doing that well. And they're actually starting to, to, to do that, which is really great. And then setting goals from that. So the other day I asked some students about what goal they would set themselves based on the feedback they'd gotten. And one student raised their hand and said, I'm still working on um, lowering my pitch when I see a full stop. I'm like, that is fabulous. That is so awesome that you could identify that and be so clear and specific about what that is using the success criteria. Um, so then, then we come back together and we create like, um, an anchor chart to put on the wall again, um, and just kind of rehash and refresh, revise, um, the key learning intention and how we, how we meet that. And then expanding vocabulary is at the moment, we're just focusing on tuning into interesting words, um, and, the kids have a lot of fun with this as well. And it's the same structure, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, five minutes. And this it was all with the mentor text. And we kind of, we look at interesting words and uh, they're still try- learning the uh, like what it means to find an interesting word. Um, so every lesson we have a talk about what an interesting word is. And it's not just, and that whole understanding of it's not just a word that we don't know. It might be a word that we already know and think is really cool. It might be a word that we already know um, but we don't use in our writing or when we're talking. Um, and it might it might be a word that we don't know. Um, and we emphasize the importance of recognizing interesting words, um, recording them, and actively using them in our speaking and writing, but also with words, being conscious about recognizing if we understand what that word is um, and then taking action to then find the meaning and develop our and expand our vocabulary so that we know and understand what the words means to then make our reading, writing and speaking a lot easier so we can comprehend and read accurately. So then uh, the kids go off and they record interesting words in their book club books and then we do some sharing and we add some interesting words to the interesting word wall and it's all a bit of a a fun collaborative experience. So my whole reading program, that's pretty much how it runs. Um, The strategies mostly at the start have come from cafe but I've also got what I've done is I've looked at their PAT data from last year their reading PAT data and identified the areas of PAT 
that they that majority the whole class um, need support in developing further and I've gone into the PAT teaching resources and kind of um, collated all of the different lesson plans and strategies to help develop those skills Um, and those are I kind of feed them into our um, reading program as well so most recently, we just started looking at comparing similarities and differences within um, within text and that kind of helps us find literal meaning because it's written there in black and white. It's words that we can pull out from the text. So um, those are the kind of resources that I use within that and that's kind of the structure of it. And I think that it works really well. I really like this, the, the, the reading program. There are definitely some improvements in how I deliver it and the amount of time that I use um, and kind of it's very often, especially when, when we're falling a little behind in our morning, it's very often that that last little bit, that intentional reflection kind of gets put away. So, being very conscious of watching the time and giving them a really good opportunity and developing those skills for reflection at the end of a lesson and being like, okay, so this was around learning intention. How are we uh, working towards meeting or working above this learning intention and how do we know? And then using that reflection to then set goals for next time. Um, And that's another focus for our school at the moment is the whole learning intention success criteria and involving students a little bit more in that process and making a bit more of an intentional learning experience rather than just being something that for us as teachers do in our planning. Um, And that is something that I'm working on. I definitely feel like I need to see that in a little bit more action, like my APRM at the school is also the Italian teacher in my class and when I finish my knit when it's coming close to the end of their Italian lesson I kind of come into the classroom and I catch the very end of um, their lesson reflection on the learning intention and access criteria and I'm constantly blown away at their responses to the questions and to the reflection um, so I think the next, then over the next few weeks, what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to come in a little bit earlier and see how she actually actually facilitates that. Um, but I definitely think there are easier subjects to do that in. And I found that the most recent time I did that in my reading lesson, it went really, really well. So that was for fluency. And I felt like that was an easy one for them to be able to reflect on and come up with goals for. Um, but I think too, I think because of their Italian lesson and how used to that process that they're getting in there, um, I feel like it's making it easier for when I'm in the classroom too. But if I can kind of see how that teacher is facilitating that, I can kind of develop a little bit of consistency and kind of make that a similar experience the whole time and develop those skills even further. Um, the... During my reading program, when they do their read to self, that's when I do reading conferences. And at the moment, I'm still working my way through um, everyone's first reading conferences. And that is based on their running record. So at the start of the year, when they were doing remote learning, I did all of their running records. 
And what I'm doing is I'm sitting down with a reading conference with them. I'm asking them first what they think their strengths and challenges are as a reader and recording that in a um, recording sheet that goes into their assessment folders. And then from there, we then look at their running record. I unpack that with them and kind of talk them through what it tells us that their strengths are and that what their areas of improvement are based on this running record. So then we use that information of what they believe and what the running record shows us to then um, create a reading goal together based on the cafe um, reading program. So I, I pretty much, I go through and I say, we're going to set a reading goal together. It's going to be based on the one of the four cafe um, goals, comprehension, I, I understand what I read, accuracy, I can read the words, fluency, I can read accurately with expression and understand what I read and expanding vocabulary, I know, find and use interesting words. And I say, based on what we've seen in your reckon rec- running record and what you've told me that your strengths and challenges are, I would say accuracy, you're doing really well at the moment, so it's probably not an area for improvement at this time. But it, the running record shows that you probably need some help in understanding what you read and in expanding your vocabulary. So I would suggest one of those, but it ultimately it's up to you what your reading goal is. And I talk about us having a say in our learning um, and that sort of stuff. So then they tell me what their reading goal they would like it to be. I highlight it on their conference sheet and then I highlight the strategy that I'm going to teach them to use. So I teach them the strategy, we go through it and once we get out of a running our running record stage, I'll actually be using this with the text they read. So they'll read to me with these strategies. But I give them a bookmark that has their reading goal on it, their strategy on it, and it breaks down the strategy step by step. And they keep this in their reading journal, which goes home in their reader folder. And I talk to them about how whenever you're at home, you're reading and you're reading, use this to help you remind yourself about what your strategy is, what your goal is and how to do the strategy, but also show whoever you're reading with at home, mum, dad, grandparents, siblings, so that they know what you're working on and they can help you with that. So then I record the next steps, what we're going to do next, and they put their name underneath their reading goal. So that is the initial reading conference that we do together. Once I get through everybody, I can then start having more regular conferences where they bring their book with them. I I will ask them, what is your reading goal? What is your reading strategy? I also ask them what their reading goal means. So if they say, my reading goal is comprehension, I'll ask them, what does that mean? And we kind of refresh and go over that. And then I get them to read to me. And I kind of observe their reading habits, see what we need to do and go to next. So I'll write some notes, some observations. We'll talk about our strengths and challenges again. And I'll either reteach a strategy or I say you keep practicing that and I might adjust how often that happens. So if it's like check for understanding at the end of each page, they need to ask them who is the story about what is happening in the story if they can do that consistently, then I might go, okay, so now every three pages you do that until I feel like they're fairly confident and competent in doing that. Then we might reassess what their goal is or what or change a strategy. So it still might be that need they need support in comprehension, but we might just 
go on to a different strategy to help them develop that even further. So that is kind of like the next step that is going to happen once I finish these running records. So yeah, that is my reading program and the things that I find that are working and things that I know that I need to work on and do better for next time. And uh, it will be interesting to see what um, my my leadership team talked to me about as well and what that come what come what I walk away after that meeting but yeah that is pretty much how that works but I would like to share something fairly exciting with you guys so um my principal has approached me about a very exciting opportunity so um, every year, uh, the CESA the department um, has this kind of leadership um, PD, professional development that kind of upskills um, teachers who are on a path to leadership or who like pretty much principals identify as um people who with potential for um, leadership roles. So I was approached by my principal um, about this opportunity. She came to me before she had sent out the email and said, um, this is happening this year and I would really like you to be one of the people who re- represents our school at doing this. And it's all about upskilling um, you in leadership roles and you'll do a leadership pro- project where you implement something throughout the school. and." Um, yeah, and she just talked talk, talk to me about how she can see that I've got really great potential in leadership and um, that's kind of like a pathway that she sees for me, which is really, really exciting. So then she sent out the email to everybody else um, and I said yes. I said yes to the opportunity. So in July, I'll be going to Adelaide to do some professional development in this leadership um, area of leadership, learning about all the different things for that, um, learning how to kind of work collaboratively with other other teachers in a, like in a leader role and that sort of stuff, but also developing a project to then implement through the school. And then after that PD and after implementing that, we have a bit of like a roundtable reflection and that sort of stuff. I don't know a lot about that. That's pretty much about all I know about it. But I think it's just really exciting that my the leadership team at my school has recognised that, that potential in me and is actively encouraging me to follow that path. And that's really exciting. Definitely not something I thought would happen in, in this soon in my second year of teaching. Um, I thought I would be a lot further in my teaching and be a little bit more comfortable in teaching and not kind of stumbling my way through. Um, But I think I was just very chuffed and very, um, very grateful to be considered for this opportunity. So yeah, that's something really exciting that I wanted to share share with you guys. Um, So that pretty much brings us to the end of this podcast. I thank you so much for joining me again today. Um, Please head over to my Instagram, The Graduate Teacher, to um, check out all of the behind the scenes stuff. I've got photos and videos of what happens in the classroom. And if there are, you have any questions or have any ideas for 
um, content or want me to elaborate or anything next time, send me a message on Instagram. I'm very happy to collaborate with you guys and work out kind of the things that you want to know about what it's like to be an early career teacher. Um, Also, hit that little subscribe button so that you can follow me along this journey and get notifications from a new when a new episode is released. But thank you so much again for joining me today. And I hope you guys have a beautiful day and I'll talk to you guys later. Mm -hmm.